Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome back to the program up in uh, our sister state of North Carolina. And we are talking about, let me see, where is this that we're talking about? It is Wilmington, North Carolina. They are closing a high school there to make way for a newcomer school for refugees and families. Closing down a high school in Wilmington, North Carolina. And they're going to open it up to refugees in their families. Folks, the immigration issue is the number one issue on voters' minds this year. Joining us right now is Eric Rourke. He's with Numbers USA. Eric, welcome to the program. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. So, I mean, this is something that, that you know, it, it's been an issue, but it's really seemed to be exacerbated during the Biden administration, right? Because we have seen exactly what the open borders policies will do. Well, that's true. We've had surges and certainly illegal immigration. Well, it goes back to 86 when we had an amnesty under Ronald Reagan. Right. The promise was we're going to fix it once and for all. One-time amnesty, border security, uh, enforcement on the interior. The amnesty part happened and has happened at this point eight times since or seven more times since 1986. But we and we've had surges in the past. The difference is we had and this is both president, uh, you know, Republican and Democratic presidents. Yeah. They've responded to it some better than the others. Certainly there was a surge under President Trump and he responded and, and had the border locked down uh, pretty much until President Biden came in. One of the things that President Trump did was he implemented Remain in Mexico, where if you're coming to the border and you're making an asylum claim, you have to wait in Mexico until that claim is adjudicated. And most people who are making these claims aren't legitimate asylees. And if they know they're not going to be released, they're going to stop showing up. If they know they're going to be released in the United States, and at this point, many of them giving work permits, they're going to keep coming. And they're coming in numbers that we have never haven't approached before. Right. And it's and, and we're not seeing any effort out of the administration to, to stop it. And matter of fact, they want more money to process more people in more quickly. That's their argument. You know, we'll take yeah. care of this by just by letting more people Let in. More people in. That that looks yeah. even Alexandria Ocasio Cortez says, well, if they're if the problem is they're undocumented, let's just give them documents. Well, yes, if everyone gets in legally, right, we won't yeah. have illegal immigration. That's that's exactly. basically the argument, but uh, that's not how an immigration system works. So last week, 14 House Democrats joined with Republicans in a resolution denouncing the Biden administration's open door policies. 
Um, it, it, this is also an issue that voters are going to be voting on in these Democrats' districts. We are seeing a lot of pushback. And that vote with the 14 Democrats in the House, I think, was a strong signal that shows they're getting heat back in their home districts. And, we, and, and you pointed out the cost in, in the, uh, the school issues. The federal government makes immigration policy, but the effects are felt at the state and local level. Right. You know, we're seeing that in Texas, New York City, Chicago, all across the country. Uh, uh, Senator Fetterman in Pennsylvania has come out and said, of course, there's a border crisis. No one can pretend otherwise. But the president, of the United, well, I, you know, here's what is, is telling. I think, believe it was Monday, President Biden was asked, is there a border crisis at the border? He says yes which totally yeah. contradicts what his Department um, of Homeland Security secretary has been telling Congress and the American people for years now. But again, his solution is, is basically AOC's is we're just going to let them in and we've solved the problem. Well, you've solved yeah. the problem of people coming in illegally if you make them uh, legal, but you haven't, or you're not going to deal with the problems that letting so many people in are causing. And, and that's the immigration system has to be limited and you have to enforce those limits for it to work. You're exactly right. We're talking with Eric Rourke with uh, Numbers USA. I mean, if you want to cut down on shoplifting, all you got to do is make shop the shoplifting legal, and, and it's not a problem. Um, so the White House is now saying that now even the White House saying we need immigration reform. When they say immigration reform, this is exactly what they're talking about. They're not talking about curbing the amount of immigrants that are coming here, right? Correct. Immigration, and, and they put the word comprehensive usually in front of that. And what that means is amnesty for everyone here and, and for people who've already been removed. We're going to let them back in and make them you give them uh, green cards or right. you know some sort of legal status. At the same time, you're increasing annual admissions and guest workers. So that's the comprehensive part. So it's about massively expanding annual admissions and, and not, you know, and I point out the amnesty isn't just for people who have come into the country illegally and are residing here. It's also for the employers who have hired them, who are the magnet, right? They're yeah, getting off yeah. job free. Yeah, that's true. So um, uh, we had uh, Speaker of the House Johnson. Um, the, the House has the, the power. Don't you believe that they have the power to do something about this? Um, they sure do. To use they the should, power of the purse? Yeah. The power of the purse, which the Democrats have been in the past used very effectively when they've controlled the House. And they don't just have that, they have public sentiment. Yeah. Uh, Harvard Harris released a poll, I believe it was the end of last week, and they've, and that's a very reliable uh, outfit, uh, very good polling data. And what they've found was immigration, and we saw this in New Hampshire and Iowa, immigration is the number one issue for voters. And this isn't Republican voters, this is across the board. Right. And so the President of the United States is, States is going to have to stand up in this budget fight and say, if the House remains strong and they pass H.R. 2, which is a very good border security bill, Speaker Johnson says that's the position of the House. And so we need the Senate to go along, at least the Senate Republicans, not to cut a bad deal with the White House and make the president say, I'm going to shut down the government to keep the border open. I don't think that's a political fight that he can win. No, I don't think it's one they want to have. And so that's why they're very anxious to work with senators. Republican senators to cut a deal to pretend to do something uh, on the border while they you know, sort of shove that aside and move on to what they think are, or for them are, are their actual priorities. And you know, border security is at the top of the list. You don't, you don't use it as a bargaining chip for something else. Right. The president might be able to get away with that in the second year of an administration, but certainly not during an election year. 
Um, so it, it, this wasn't a problem. It just seemed like as long as this was controlled or, or contained in Brownsville and Eagle Pass and, and Yuma, it, it was not a problem with a lot of these uh, sanctuary cities. Everything was hunky-dory. But once they started showing up on their doorsteps, I mean, we really saw their tune change, didn't we? Well, that and that's the thing about the numbers. It's the volume and it's the, the, the pace, the rate of people coming in. And a lot of what their response has been is to blame governors you know, Abbott and DeSantis for yeah. sending migrants from their states. But most of the people coming there weren't sent by border state governors. They got there on their own because they already have relations, families or friends or job opportunities. But also our government is sending people there with taxpayer money, either directly or through yeah. NGOs at the, who are operating at the border with taxpayer money. Right. So most people, you know, aren't coming because uh, Governor Abbott put them on a bus to come in because that's the destination. They're going to places like Atlanta, uh, Chicago, you know, all over the place. Any place that they have either uh, an established network or a job or they think that there's a job available. And, you know, they're going to be competing for jobs with people who are already there, which includes recent immigrants. Yeah, we're hearing about um, uh, NGOs operating at uh, down in Panama and, and other places with taxpayer dollars. The minority community, the African-American community, they're starting to get upset about this as well, aren't they? That's that's correct. In Chicago and New York are, are the prime examples. In Chicago, we see a, a group of black citizens who are suing the federal government. And there's a group there, the Black Americans Voter Project, who, who've really taken this issue up. And uh, again, as we point out, can the president make, particularly when you have you know, traditional base voters who are revolting against these policies, saying to them, well, this is this is for your own benefit, so be quiet and uh, do what we tell you. Yeah. That's not how you win elections. You, you win elections by appealing, number one. Number two, not enraging the people you want to vote for you. And people are, are outraged with good reason. And what we at Numbers USA try to do is direct that anger at the politicians you know, to, so that the policy changes, because you think about if, you know, we, we might do it ourselves, given the opportunity, illegal immigration is being incentivized and rewarded. So the people coming yeah. are, are acting in a rational way. It's our government that's acting in a way that makes no sense, at least for the benefit or the welfare of the American people. Exactly right. Check them out. Numbers USA. Eric Rourke, uh, pleasure to talk to you this afternoon, sir. Thank you. We'll talk again soon. Appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Take care. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.